Hello guys, this is Luke Winters again, and uh, we today are going to talk about the surprising Super Tuesday results, and with me, like always, we got Richard Underwood, the Vice President of UTM College Democrats. So, let's talk about the Super Tuesday. Spring break. Yeah, we are on spring break. Um, let's talk about that Super Tuesday results. Um it was good for me, and I know it might not have been as good for you, Richard. What were your thoughts? Uh, well, actually, near the end, I wasn't really sure which candidate was my favorite. I was very mixed. Um, I did end up voting for Bernie, and this, this is for purely selfish reasons. I have a friend who wants to be a delegate for Bernie, so I'm, I, am, I voted for Bernie so I could legally cast a vote as a selector for this friend. Uh, so so may, I voted for Bernie as more of a personal favor. I've been very conflicted as to who I actually want to be the nominee. But yeah, um, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely not a good day to be a Bernie supporter. Um, I was multiple friends of mine who were on Facebook admitted openly on Facebook that they were literally crying during the results. Um, yeah, and I feel, I feel for them because, you know, they are the most passionate group in all of politics. So for so for their for their massive sandcastle to just start, boom, plummeting right before their eyes. Uh, yeah, I bet they were just watching helplessly. Um, but, yeah, I think one key takeaway from the events of Super Tuesday is from Biden's perspective in terms of Joe Biden – uh, pause, I, and I said this on Facebook too. Hopefully, it's a copyrighted quote someday. Um, the lack of a ground game can be more than made up for by a massive wave of positive media coverage. I think that's ultimately what uh, threw Biden over the roof. Because he had, I mean, it's very impressive that he made such a comeback considering his lack of ground game in the Super Tuesday states to like the last minute with the speeches. And endorsements. I completely agree with you there, Richard. And um, you bring up a, f- a fantastic point about um, the just the recent attention that uh, Biden got through all the endorsements from uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, uh, from Senator Amy Klobuchar, and then uh, former Representative uh, Beto O'Rourke. And uh, cumulatively, I think it really just pushed him over the edge just like um it started out with south carolina his good results in south carolina getting that endorsement from uh representative jim clyburn um all that together and all the media attention as well i just feel like it gave rise to um uh well what's that calling for what's that saying they're called for biden momentum uh joe mentum joe mentum joe mentum yeah, I, de- I definitely think um, going forward, especially with the news pertaining to Bloomberg and Elizabeth Warren, I definitely think right. Biden's guaranteed to be the nominee. Yep, yep. So, so let's see if I can name off all the states that Biden won. I can do it. Okay, Richard, you do it then. He won Maine, Massachusetts, yes. Minnesota, yes. Tennessee, yes. North Carolina, yes. Alabama. Yes. Arkansas, okay, that's the southern states. Texas, yeah, <laughs> and Oklahoma. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And Bernie won uh, Utah, Colorado, Vermont, and California. Okay, so first let's talk about Tennessee. Were you surprised that Biden won Tennessee? Oh, not at all. Yeah, me either. Me either. Um, <laughs> um, Tennessee just doesn't seem like the state that will go over to progressive like that. So. Yeah. I am not surprised by that. What was your most surprising state that you think Biden won? Oh, definitely um, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Definitely Massachusetts. I wasn't so surprised by Minnesota. A lot of people were like, oh, Bernie's got Minnesota. I was thinking, I don't know. Amy's got a lot of support there, and she flat out told her supporters to go to Biden. So, Yeah, I actually would agree. Massachusetts probably was the most surprising mm-hmm. state because um, the other big wins – Minnesota, for example, had the Amy Klobuchar endorsement. Yeah. Um, Texas had the Beto O'Rourke endorsement. Yeah, we know Minis- We know Massachusetts was going to be a coin flip. Um, and technically, I guess you could say it was a coin flip, but there was a third side to that coin. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. It was a three-sided dust. And I also think that that result in Massachusetts was pretty much the reason that Elizabeth Warren got out yeah. today, the Absolutely. day we are recording this. Yeah, I thought Warren, if she did well, okay-ish in Super Tuesday, she would have had actually a good chance of being the nominee in a contested convention because I, I could imagine her doing very well in a delegate realignment. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think going forward it's both predictable yet still interesting. Do you think... So, just speaking of Warren, do you think Warren will endorse Sanders or Biden? She hasn't gave a... I, do, I doubt that. she'll endorse Biden this early. She might in, If she endorses anyone, it's going to be Bernie. But I think it's also likely she'll just keep quiet till it gets closer to the... Till, till, I believe she'll be quiet until um, about endorsements, until it's like... Biden's the presumptive nominee because he's not yet the presumptive nominee, just the likely nominee. With all these endorsements that happened all in like the same time frame with, uh, again, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, O'Rourke, all in that one uh, Texas uh, rally, do you think uh, Bernie Sanders brings up the argument that the establishment is trying to Oh. Ignore him, uh, destroy his chances for uh, yeah. the nomination. Do you yeah. think that holds any weight? I mean, yeah, because they clearly didn't. Want, they clearly don't want him uh, to be the nominee. Um, and in fact, the so-called establishment figures who endorsed Biden. I mean, they were pretty. They were pretty explicit in their, the fact that they preferred Biden over Bernie. So, do you think him bringing up this argument is? been counterintuitive has it hurt him trying to bring up this argument i could see some people viewing him as a whiny baby for making that argument but i could view other people people who might people who would likely vote for him or could possibly vote for him would probably eat it up like you know like yeah i'm taking on the system so i'm going to support bernie he is off uh bernie has Paired, um, pretty much anybody that voted for Biden as the establishment, and that includes African American uh, voters. And I've seen, just through all the uh, analyzing the results on Super Tuesday, 
it seems like the African American voters kind of got upset by being labeled the establishment. Would you agree? Did you see that? Why, why were they upset by it? Because they're not really. They're not. Bernie. It kind of seems like Bernie Sanders isn't showing the importance of the African American. Uh, voting population. Well, I think he definitely understands how important they are, but he does. Um, but he, did. I, he, he does correctly acknowledge the fact that when it comes to groups within the Democratic, you know, fraction uh, factions within the Democratic Party, the African American community tends to be one of the more conservative a- aspects of the Democratic Party. So it makes sense why they would oppose someone like Bernie. The. Uh, with the exception of younger African Americans, they overwhelmingly love and, Bernie. And I, uh, yeah, you are correct in what you're saying there, Richard. But I was saying, when looking at the South Carolina results, Bernie Sanders kind of shut that down, ignored the very decisive victory that Joe Biden had in that state, and the overwhelming African American vote support he had. Do you think do you think Bernie Sanders was disrespectful to Well, I think he was trying to maintain votes? optimism like uh, Joe may win this state, but you know, we're still going to do good. We're still going to keep on trucking and we're going to do good at Super Tuesday. So that so that seems like something any politician would say honestly. Like, well, we're going to do good. It's all fine. And, and, and honestly, after Biden won South Carolina, a lot of pundits were still under the impression of Bernie was going to do really good on Super Tuesday. So I think he was really echoing that consensus at the time. Do you... Th- but the thing is, Bernie Sanders also didn't march on in Selma. He didn't do the Bloody Sunday march. Every other candidate did. Besides Bernie, he went to California yeah. to do a rally. So I think... He hasn't done it himself any favors. With yeah, I definitely the think a lot of I think a lot of people community. would be offended by that. So I do think that was a mistake. Um, I don't know how much. I don't think he lost the South because, yeah. because okay. of that. I think they were overwhelmingly even when Bernie was kind of leading in the southern states for two seconds. I still kind of had some skepticism about maintaining that level of support in the South, with the exception of Texas. Okay. Um, so, in terms of Texas, uh, so in terms of Texas and Minnesota, those endorsements of Amy Klobuchar and Beto O'Rourke happened the day before. How much weight do you think those endorsements held to balancing? In Minnesota, I think it was the deciding factor because uh, the the majority of people who supported Amy went straight over to Biden. So, um, uh, and she was already set to win Minnesota. So I thought that was the deciding factor in terms of Minnesota. Uh, Texas, I think Beto definitely helped Biden, but I think it's harder to say if it's the deciding factor because we don't really know. We, we, we don't know, know the level of loyalties, the level of loyalty towards Beto in Texas. Well, I guess we do. He's well-liked in Texas, surely. Um, I don't know. I could imagine a lot of the people who leaned Bernie jumping ship because Beto. So I, I don't know. I think Beto had a lot to do with 
what happened in Texas, but I think it was even more decisive in Minnesota with Amy Klobuchar, considering she already had those people who were going to vote for her who just all went to Biden, her majority went to Biden. I do think, I do, I do agree with you in your assessment. Um, I think it's more clear of the uh, effect that Amy had in Minnesota, maybe than Beto, just because it is such a big state. Um, so there could be several different factors. Um, we were speaking of a problem that Bernie Sanders might have had based on the voting results in the African-American votes. Um, but for Biden, Bernie Sanders won a heavily amount of Latino votes. Um, Latino is the Latino vote is another very large chunk of the voting electorate, especially in like California, Nevada, which Bernie Sanders won decisively. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think Biden has a Latino problem? With, uh, I mean, I think if Bernie was to drop out, I think Latinos would have no problem supporting him, especially if it's Biden versus Trump. But um, I don't think it, I think I don't think it's a problem. Well, well, the thing is, when it comes to both Bernie and Biden, I don't think Biden has a problem with the Latino community, nor do I think Bernie has a problem with the Black community. I think it's just that those communities prefer the other candidate so okay. much more. I think both communities would love to support either candidate in a general, I would imagine. Well, again, um, I might have overcharacterized. Um, I don't think there's problems in either camps. Yeah. Um, it's just I see in both populations, it's overwhelming support. Like yeah. for Biden, it's overwhelming African-American support. And then for Bernie, it's overwhelming Latino vote. Yeah. Another um, thing that came out of... Uh, the voting results in Super Tuesday was that, again, young people didn't turn out. Mm -hmm. So what were your thoughts on that, Richard? Uh, I mean, that was definitely a big thorn in Bernie's side. And also in terms of, uh, do you mind if I branch off to another voting block or do you want to keep this thing on? No, do it, Richard. Okay, um... But I know also from what I, I've heard this from anecdotes, I haven't necessarily looked at the polls, but I know that Bernie didn't do as well with rural working class okay. white Democrats uh, like he did in 2016. And I think this definitely shows when you compare Joe Biden to Hillary Clinton. I think I think Biden, when it comes to restoring the Obama coalition, you know, the working class rural people who liked Obama quite a bit, um, I think Biden does a... I think Biden is doing a good job at resurrecting that part of the coalition that was lost in 2016. However, I heard one pundit say something along the lines of Bernie and Biden, they're both two halves of the Obama coalition that was lost, young people and working class whites. So if whichever one becomes a nominee, the other is going to have to build that support, which I think it would be easier for Bernie to win over working working class rural white voters in the general than Biden winning back young voters in the general, um, because Bernie has demonstrated that in 2016 he can, he can very much get rural, you know, that voting block to like him. Well, I don't believe Biden's ever demonstrated any strength with 
young people in his political career. So, yeah, I think Biden, if he's the nominee, he definitely has his work cut out for him in terms of winning over young people. In fact, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't, when you compare Trump and Biden, doesn't Trump do slightly better of young people as of now? I don't, I don't know. I can't uh, tell you for a fact. Okay. Um, I know with Biden, his approval rating among young voters is very low. Yeah, I I do know that, um, but I don't know the comparison between him and Trump. Um, But with, again, young young voters, the turnout being very low, I mean, low, um, does that go to say that Bernie can't bring out the young voters? Or is there at least, like, a difference between 2016 Young people are, I mean, the fact is that young people are less reliable when it comes to turnout. Um, so, yeah, that's shown here. Yeah. Um, Although in 2016 they did turn out in larger numbers for Bernie, didn't they? Yeah, 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 they, they did. I wonder what changed. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He did, um, compared to 2016, didn't he lose four states he won in the past? Well, I, don't, I don't know three. if it was four on each side. I think it was three. Or four. I think it was three or four he lost <laughs> um, that he won in 2016. So, yeah. um, kind of touching on the um, thing you brought up earlier, I wanted to ask you. You were mentioning about Hillary Clinton. Um, do you think Joe Biden is a better candidate than Hillary Clinton? Oh, absolutely. I think that. Um, I, I think Hillary, unfortunately, the way her personality was, it was easier to paint her as an, a, you know, a nefarious elite who didn't really care about the working man. I think it would be harder for the propaganda machine to paint Biden as such. So I, I, I think Biden definitely covers a lot of, I mean, it's kind of good news and bad news because on the good news if Biden's the nominee, a lot of the weaknesses that applied to Hillary Clinton do not apply to Biden. So I think Biden is a better candidate by the majority of indicators than our last candidate. So that's the good news. The bad news is Trump has incumbency advantage this time. So it's in a good in a surface level good economy to run on. So. Um. And I brought that up. That I brought that situation up because. I, I see when I'm reading responses from Bernie Sanders or supporters about Joe Biden, they keep bringing up 2016, that we're just going to do the same thing we did in yeah. 2016. Yeah, yeah, you know, the argument is, you know, we ran a moderate in 2016 and there was no motivation for that campaign, so we need someone who's not moderate to inspire people. I've, I read a post recently from one of my Facebook friends who says Hillary didn't lose Hillary didn't lose the working class because she wasn't a progressive. She lost she lost the working class because she was Hillary Clinton. You know, and that, and that does make sense. That that does because when you look at Obama and Biden, I mean they do much better with working people. So I mean, so I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily to do with progressive versus moderate in the context of the Democratic Party. I think it's just a matter of who does a good job at reaching out to that demographic and, and, and you know, who best uses populism because populism isn't a set of policies. Populism is a approach. So, like, 
politicians on both sides of the aisle, some use populism effectively, others don't. I think compared to Hillary Clinton, I think both Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Obama, they are good at re I'm looking out for the little guy. I'm looking out for you against the elites who want to screw you. I think all three of them are significantly better at doing that than Hillary Clinton was. But you don't think um, something that Republicans harp on with Joe Biden is Hunter, the Hunter Biden situation? Yeah, that's... Do the, you think that's that, the, that, that that'll be the same thing like the emails were with Hillary Clinton? Yeah, that's definitely reminiscent of 2016, but I do think just looking at Clinton and Biden is a blank slate, regardless of the scandals. I still think on I still think when you leave scandals out of it, just as a blank slate, Biden still would do better with that demographic than Hillary Clinton. But yeah, that, that, the, the Hunter Biden thing's definitely going to be a roadblock. So, do you think it's over? Do you think Joe Biden will be the nominee? Yeah, um, I would. In the Democratic Convention. If I had to bet, yeah. So you don't think there's any chance for Bernie Sanders? I mean, there's a, a chance. Uh, I mean, who knows? Any, anything could happen. Any media story could. I mean, we saw how we saw over the past few days how how quickly a media narrative can change things. So who knows? Maybe it'll happen again. So do you think? But with Bloomberg backing Biden, is yeah. is Bloomberg giving? Is he actually giving money to Biden, or is he just? Is it just an endorsement? Um, and it's an endorsement for now, and Biden when. He's been asked by the media about if he was going to receive any money from Bloomberg. He said he wasn't opposed mm-hmm. to um, the offer. So, yeah, which, honestly, I would prefer it if Bloomberg saved that money for the general. Yeah. I think we'll need it very more. <laughs> but, yeah, but this does – one more thing. I will give a shout-out to Bloomberg. This really does remind me of this whole ordeal, especially after him dropping out. It definitely reminds me of how grateful I am that Bloomberg's going to be our personal piggy bank in the general election, <laughs> considering all of the campaign workers that are scheduled to help the Democratic Party till November. So, but I think I'm grateful for Bloomberg in that respect. But Bernie Sanders thinks that's wrong, taking money from a billionaire. I personally don't. I think it's. I don't think once you. Billionaires are more likely to be conservative, but it's not like once you become a billionaire, you just magically become conservative. There are plenty of billionaires who have liberal views, you know. I mean, Bill Gates, who was one of the wealthiest men on the planet for a long time, um, he's he's openly in favor of democratic policies. So Warren Buffett as well. So do you think it's wrong that Bernie Sanders and other progressives antagonize billionaires? Because he did that with uh, the Buttigieg campaign. That he had billionaire uh, donors. He's done it with. He's doing it with Biden. Um, I think I, I do, I do think it's wrong to do that because again, like I think you can be a Democrat who's a, who's a billionaire and actually care about the cause because you don't just lose all empathy when you become a billionaire. Um, I will say I do respect campaigns like Bernie who rely primarily on small contributions. I think that's very inspiring that that much money comes from just people giving $20 or so. Um, so I definitely respect that approach, but I don't think it's wrong to not go with that approach. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I do respect that he's putting his money where his mouth is and he believes that 
you know, hey, I'm actually going to run my campaign as if we got money at big money out of politics. So I respect the approach, but I don't think it's morally wrong to not go with that approach. Okay. So two more things there, Richard. Um, we, in our last podcast, we were talking about Bernie Sanders. We did a vice president uh, draft. We, we, we made predictions on who we thought Bernie Sanders was going to pick as his vice president. So let's do that with Joe Biden. Who do you think Joe Biden will Biden, pick as a Biden vice president? Need, Biden needs to It is crucial that Biden picks someone progressives can stomach. And I think the best candidate for that would be Tammy Baldwin, the senator from Wisconsin. She's, well, I mean, he's already said he's looking for a female. She is female. Um, and she, she's from a swing state, and she's well-liked by the progressives. And I don't think she would, like Elizabeth Warren, I don't think she would do too much to upset the moderate wing. So I think she would be a pretty safe VP. Who I decide, I'm just going to do safe, a safe pick, just like I did a safe pick with Bernie. And when I picked Elizabeth Warren, I'm going to pick Stacey Abrams okay. from Georgia. So it's going to be interesting. Mitt Romney. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I remember you did a Facebook post. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Man, I need to get off Facebook. But um, some people were suggesting the idea that Mitt Romney or just any Republican, even Biden himself, has hinted to this, of being open to this. Some people are suggesting that Biden picks a Republican. I think that would be a disaster. I mean, in the case of Mitt Romney, you know, apparently since Mitt Romney voted to remove Trump from office, you know, he's born again. You know, he's I, I, I just hate it how Mitt Romney, since he voted for removing Trump from office, is held as like the second coming of Christ by a lot of people on the left. Like, dude, this guy still disagrees with you on the majority of issues, and you're gonna say he should be the VP. I think it would be bad both morally and also from a strategic standpoint, because I think a lot, I think most people in the party would agree with that. Man, dude, what are you doing? Like, if he pits Mitt Romney, yeah, I don't think it would be a smart decision if we if he does pick a Republican. Yeah. Um, one last thing to close. I think Michi- the Michigan primary is happening next week. Mm-hmm. What's your prediction for the Bernie Michigan Bernie has primary? a very strong following in Michigan, and he actually overperformed in Michigan in 2016. He was projected to lose Michigan. Like, I mean, it was meant to be a pretty vanilla, wet race. Like, oh, we knew Hillary was going to win. Then, oh, projection, Bernie Sanders is actually neck and neck. And we were like, oh, crap. Um so that might happen again, but also Joe does well in Michigan as well. So, and he is the front runner. So, I would say, I would say it's a coin flip. It slightly leans towards Joe Biden. Okay, all right. I'm I'm on I'm riding with Biden on this one. So, um, we'll just see what happens. It'll be interesting um, if Bernie Sanders can pull back um, from the momentum that Biden currently has. Or Biden just rides that momentum all the way to the nomination. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is another great episode. Uh, Thank you, guys. Uh, Richard, anything else? Uh, No, just have a good spring break and be safe. Yes. Thanks, guys. Bye.